Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hello, Mon Ami. This is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom. And I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. I'm really excited about today because this is wisdom that I wish I had years and years and years ago in my teens when I could wreck up some stuff. And so I want to invite you to go with me in an understanding of the trickster energy that is impacting your life and keeping you from the very things that you deserve, that you're worthy of, and that you need. And so I want to talk with you about how to become extraordinary. And that's why we're going to be talking about why you can't afford to be today's normal. Please stick with me on the flip. It is going to be a life changer. I'll see you soon. Hey there, thank you so much for joining me on The Flip. Let's go on and get into it because today, oh my goodness, you all, I'm just going to go on and say, I wish I had the information and the wisdom that I'm going to share with you now. I wish I had it like when I was 16, oh yeah, in high school where I could wreck up some things. And it is, it, <laughs> the more I live, the more I do recognize that it is true that uh, a lot of stuff is wasted on the youth, okay? So we're going to be getting into this, why you can't afford to be today's normal, okay? So there is this saying that goes something like this. The extraordinary get extraordinary results, returns, and reputations. Now, if you've been following me for the last few days, and thank you for listening if you have, you'll notice that I've been talking about uniqueness. I've been talking about unique luck, how to manifest luck in your life, how to have ongoing luck where it just becomes predetermined that it is that it is. And today we're going to be kind of, not kind of, we are going to be continuing that in understanding what it takes for you to truly operate in today's world. And I am talking about a uh, pandemic-influenced world where everything is uh, changing and growing and shifting and moving. And there is great opportunity. And it calls for people to be extraordinary. And when we look at the word in itself, just simply looking at the word extraordinary, you can obviously see that it contains two words that we're very familiar with, extra and ordinary, right there in the way it is um, it's presented. And with that extraordinary, extraordinary, if you will, today, it is about not being 
you know, the, the most flashy. It is not being about the uh, most, the highest status. And we're going to be talking a lot about that today. Instead, we're taking it old school and we're going back to how it was meant from the first times we started recording it and noticing it was being used. So let me go back to a time in the early 1400s, the 15th century, where to be extraordinary was to be beyond or outside of the common order of rule. It was to be unusual. It was to be uncustomary or not of the regular kind. And I want to stop real quick because you have to kind of understand what was going on in the 1400s. This is a time in Europe of uh, Reformation, of uh, Renaissance, and these kind of things get, would get you branded as being a heretic, being a sinner, um, being a person who was uh, outside of the law, which meant that meant that the law and society would come down on you hard. And so to be extraordinary from its inception did not mean that you were above people on a pedestal. Mm -mm. It meant everybody was coming for you because you weren't obeying. You were being contrarian. You were going against the grain and you were possibly threatening. Mm -hmm. So with that, and now hopefully you'll see while it, we're talking right now, that at this particular time, you can't afford to be in lock and step with today's normal. And if you can, and if you can garner the strength of conviction, the courage, and the uh, solidarity within yourself to stick to your guns, this will really help you. And if you can't, try a little bit of it and you'll still get uh, some of the benefits. So, one of the things that is ordered extraordinary or extraordinary in today's world is people who shun uh, status, whether it be status symbols or whether it be um, perceived status to fit into a group or to be labeled. It takes a lot of strength of courage to do that. Case in point. Let me shout out to, to Navel. You know, I've been loving on uh, him for a little bit. And um, I have a quote that he said. He said that people who live far beyond their means enjoy a freedom that people who are busy upgrading their lifestyles just can't fathom. Let me say that one again because I kind of stumbled over it and I want to give it the proper um, props, you know, the proper respect. He said, people who live far beyond their means enjoy of freedom that people who are busy upgrading their lifestyles just can't fathom. And when you look at it, think about um, the spat of burglaries that had happened um, in, um, well, I'm just going to say it because uh, I'm in the United States, in Los Angeles, where a lot of celebrities were getting hit uh, by burglars and robbers, breaking and entering and those kinds of things over and over again, just getting hit for no good reason, but because they could. And looking at this, it is, it's sad because people were like, well, why don't they move? And I will say this, as an outsider asking that question and being as curious as I was to figure out some kind of way for it to make it make sense. I 
began to realize that these very people are part of a machine and they have to play their part. And their part is, is that they operate in the marketplace of status. And with status, status requires money. And so the reason why they continue to live there and cluster there and the like is because them being able to show others their status, meaning that they are higher above most people, means that they're able to gain more money to continue to keep the status. Now, the problem happens when a lot of times they confuse the status with wealth. Because you can have a whole bunch of rich people, you sure can, and you can have a whole bunch of status, but that does not equate to wealth. And wisdom has been working me over with this wealth. I mean, I'm even having dreams about it, y'all. I'm just going to be honest. And understanding at the beginning, the baby steps where I am, you might be further along from me. So, you know, if you are, humor me and, you know, just, you know, Give me, give me, give me some good vibes as I work through this. But being in that particular social system and shunning status symbols gets you kicked out, gets you to a point where you can't make a living and expect to from that uh, that uh, machine, that uh, social uh, entity. And the reason why is because they feed directly from the masses below them who have a covetous eye on getting what they have. And so they become aspirational, meaning that they people aspire to be like them. But I'm going to tell you, it's hard to stand on a pedestal for any length of time because every arrow lobbed at you hits its mark. I mean, where else? I mean, it's not like you can run. <laughs> you only got so much space on that pedestal and you are there for everybody to see. Everybody knows where you are. Think of it, how just by being in this pandemic and um, in social distancing for just a few months, you already have people whose uh, income is being directly impacted by the fact that they cannot fulfill their role of being aspirational and showing you their status. You see, because when everybody is inside, there's only so much you can do as to give people a, a tour of your home. Um, ask a lot of the celebrities who got lambasted when it when people first got in and they were dealing with a lot of fear of the unknown and people are sitting at home trying to keep up this status machine. And folks are like, I don't want to see all of your house. I don't want to see all of your wealth. I don't want to see that because I've got to figure out what I'm going to do because my job is in jeopardy, my income is in jeopardy and all of that. And so eventually, status becomes a problem because it is a vicious, greedy force that is never satiated, never satisfied, and will run you into the ground. And it's also fickle because one day it can be bestowing upon you all of its pros and gifts and benefits. And the next day, or even not even the next day, it can be snatching, repossessing, and evicting you from its hollowed halls into the dungeon where you become the bane of everyone's existence and you become a pariah and you become anathema. Oh yeah, exiled, if you will. 
So why you can't afford to be today's normal is you can't afford to mistake status and riches or income or money for being able to have sustainability and wealth. And let me just preface this. Wealth does not necessarily mean a lot of money in the bank. There are many wealthy people who do not have a lot of money in the bank and yet still they enjoy a very wealthy life. And I'm not talking about, yo, we're just going to live on our land. No, they have some money. Don't get me wrong. They got some money. But they've understood how to have wealth. So let's get into this. Now, one of the things that you can possibly do, because y'all know I love to give you diagnostics to see where you fall on this spectrum. And here's one. If you have a fear, a, you know, a back niggling, if you will, of a fear of losing it all, or if you have nightmares where you loop of, of going back to poverty or to a place that you didn't want to be, if you are plagued with a uh, subconscious need to always show that you're doing well, no matter how you feel, if you have this permanent persona in front of you that you present to everybody to the point where you don't even know who you are when you're by yourself of that persona that is the smiley, happy face with everything that everyone wants and always has the latest, the greatest, the newest of this, the that, then possibly you are suffering from being today's normal. You see, today's normal has been predicated by stacking paper, getting money, having status, being influential, letting everybody see you. Mm-hmm. Everyone can see you. And remember what we just said about that pedestal. It's hard to hide when you're standing on it. Where are you going to run? There's not much place, m- many places you can run. So you got to take the hits, the arrows, the dings. You got to take it all. Okay. So getting into this. A while back, I talked about James Carsey's famous book, uh, Infinite and Finite Games. And it comes down to this. There are two types of games. The majority of the games that people are familiar with are in just one type of the two types of games he talked about. So let me give you a quick little primer or quick little review. The two types of overall games that Carsey talked about was the finite game. And that's the game where there are winners and losers. And this game usually contains what we're familiar with, with like zero sum game, where this is, uh, a, there is a winner and there is a loser or runners up or rankings or whatever. And then there is a negative sum where everybody loses because everybody was trying to fight. They got to a stalemate and to retreat because they put too much into it. Everybody takes a loss. And then there is even a positive sum game within the finite game where everybody wins and everything is distributed evenly. People give it a bad name. Sometimes they call it socialism. Sometimes it's just what it really is, is community. Um, But those live under the finite games because they have a goal. They usually have rules, point systems, and everybody who chooses to play, because you can only be a part of the finite game if you choose to play. Those people who choose to play, No, when you have won, when you have lost, or when you have gone to a draw, okay? 
So those are the finite games. And like I said, most people are familiar with finite games. But then there's the infinite game. And the infinite game is simply that game that you play and make it last for as long as possible. And I need to preface this, that um, Carsey was part of the ministry and he was uh, really big on showing and extolling the values of a well-lived life. And so bringing into the fold the idea of the infinite game, he equated that with your very life. Your life is an infinite game where you try to keep it going for as long as possible because if you are doing the game, you're living. If you're not doing the game, you're dying or you're dead. He equated it with marriage and the sanctity of it, that you keep it going for as long as possible. And then on and on, you can see more applications to where it is simply about you individually or collectively working to keep something going sustained and giving it life for as long as possible. Now, why are we talking about infinite games and finite games? It's because to be normal by today's standards means that you're locked into a finite game where there is a terminal point of winners and losers. And you don't want that. Trust me, you don't. Not with how volatile today is and how fickle status can be. So let's talk about this. So say, for instance, you're like, Michelle, I'm with you. And yeah, I'm probably I'm probably in that that crew of finite game players. Um, and yeah, so what do I do next? Well, it's time to learn how to make the upgrade and the switch to be ready to make the upgrade. Sometimes you need a patch. Sometimes you, you, you need a, um, a prerequisite, if you will. And so I want to talk about this. And and the thing is, is if you find that you don't want to be normal because you can't afford it. You really can't. You need to be extraordinary. Remember what we said about extraordinary? You, If you're extraordinary, then you get extraordinary results, returns, and reputations. And that's a catapult into getting you into that unique luck that we talked about yesterday. You want to do this. You want to stop settling for consolation prizes. Now, as a person who may find that you've been playing these finite games, and as some people say it, playing silly games to get stupid prizes, you're getting consolation prizes. And a consolation prize is usually, and this is the real definition of a consolation prize, is a prize that's usually of minor value. It's usually given to the loser or the runner-up in a competition, or it can be given to all the losers who... uh have performed well or have met certain standards, okay? And so the consolation prize that most people don't realize, are you ready, is status and money. Now, I have talked about my, my, and it could possibly evolve, which it probably will, but my current understanding of some of the chunked down sections of aspiration in our lives, you have the masses, that's going to be your bottom cast all the way to like your, your middle class, okay? But then after that, so that's the masses. After that, you have the moneyed. And the moneyed are going to be these people, like I said, who are in the machine having to fulfill this status. And you can tell they're moneyed because they walk a precarious rope of always having this fear of losing it all, lest they fall out of favor with the masses and with the people above them who uh, give them the money. Then after that, you have the rich and um, powerful small people. 
And the rich and powerful, these are the ones who have learned how to uh, turn status into a machine of, uh, of money. And whether it be uh, for entertainment purposes, political purposes, or even for uh, power in uh, business, that's this level. So you've got your masses, then you've got your moneyed, then you've got your rich and powerful, but then you've got a, a, a fourth level, which is above that, and that's the elite or the wealthy. Now, the elite and the wealthy does not mean that they're part of some dark cabal. They could be, (laughs) but it doesn't necessarily mean that. You could be living right next to an elite and not even know it. There was this famous book that came out years and years ago. It was called The Millionaire Next Door. And most people were trying to become the millionaire next door by missing the entire point. And that was that these were extraordinary people living extraordinary lives and getting extraordinary results, returns, and having an extraordinary reputation. And it was because they were able to move among us and you didn't know who they were. There's this funny saying that says gangsters move move silently. Well, guess what? The wealthy move silently as well. One of the biggest things that you can do to start switching from being today's normal to walking the path of the extraordinary is to shut thy mouth and do thy work. Okay, and that means that when you view status as a consolation prize for true wealth, it is that you start to understand that status is not true wealth, it's not true power or any of that. You know, this is why true power and wealth, they move in shadows. If you talk too much, you're not a part of the wise. And the reason why is because they understand the perils of being put on a pedestal. They understand the power of a spoken word, whether it's in public or private. The truly wealthy understand that when they say something, when they do something, especially if they have the ability to do it in private, it resounds like sonic booms throughout the world into the far-reaching, far-flung future. There are people that you'll never know about, that you'll never meet, who possibly don't even have a big bank account. But they have extraordinary reach, return, and reputation. I've mentioned one on uh, Netflix called The Black Godfather. And um, it's um, about uh, uh, Avant, um, C. Avant. I I forget his first name. Oh, please forgive me. But if you just look that one up, if you got Netflix and watch it, that is an example of true power. And he... (laughs) did not have a lot of money, still doesn't. But his word matters and he is able to move very mountains when he gets involved in something. So let me go on because I'm looking at my time and there's a lot more I want to say about this because I really want you to get this. So another reason why you can't afford to be today's normal is that status is all about the zero sum game. And I'm going to tell you, statistically, you cannot always be the winner. You're going to have to take some losses. In order for you to be undefeated, that means you must retire before you catch a loss because eventually you're going to lose. And when you understand that, you understand that your switch is to where you first encounter your pursuit of true wealth by looking at it as a positive sum game where all ships rise with the tide. Because wealth dabbles in the finite, meaning that it, you know, has a a goal to it. And that is the positive sum where everybody wins. But then 
it also has its way of being in the infinite game where you play it for as long as you possibly can. So dealing with this first, you know, term, you're like, okay, Michelle, I get you. I'm going to stop trying to look at status and money and thinking I'm doing something because I realize that status and riches are putting me in the rat race of always chasing after them and always needing to be the winner of that low constellation prize. This is what I want you to consider that without the wealth of some or all, there would be no advances in technology. There would be no easier way of life, no longer health, no lo- uh, no intellectual advancements or any of that kind of stuff. Because when one person has true wealth, many people benefit from it. And what I'm saying is I'm not saying go in and give everything that you do away. No, I am not. I am saying that when you stop trying to win a game of accumulating money, you start learning how to move and to make different choices that allow you to start playing a positive sum game where everybody wins and a long-term game where you're able to continue to always be wealthy, okay? Now, I can't go through all of the different things. There are many people who talk about stuff, but I will tell you the quick and easy way is at this particular time, learn how to turn what you do into a business and not just a service. If you offer a service, make that service into a business where it can be replicated. It can be... um automated, systematized, or even simplified where other people can follow what you do. Learn how to do it in recipes. I've talked about frameworks. Learn how to explain what you do in a framework and then you can sell that framework to get you monies. And because of you starting to understand that it is a positive sum game on the finite side and it's an infinite game on the other side where you keep it going, you'll start to learn that the monies that you get become seed. And I've said this before as well. Income does not equal wealth. Income may equal riches and riches are fleeting. That's why a lot of wealthy people will say making money is easy. And you look at them scratching your head like, what do you mean? Because they understand this side of the game. So let me let me go on because I'm looking at my time and time is like tapping like TikTok. <laughs> so um I want to say this part. And when I wrote this down, I had to meditate on because I knew it didn't come from me. So y'all, this is the big wisdom smack of the day. You ready? Here we go. There is a reason why the word accumulation is usually found close by to the word wealth. And that's because you have a greater chance of becoming and remaining wealthy when you accumulate it. Status is a trickster. It's one of the biggest trickster energies around. And it lurks around people who get sudden or quick windfalls of cash, fame, or influence. And the reason why it's a trickster and it tricks you out of your seed for wealth, because that same cash could become your seed to wealth instead of you believing that now you're wealthy and you're rich and you eat up your seed, is when it triggers, it usually triggers that part of us that uh, we we need to uh, match this money with 
uh, aspirational things. We need an outward show of no longer being a part of the group where we left. You know, that part of the group where there was a lot of suffering, pain, poverty, struggle, and self-doubt, where there was a lot of lack, brokenness. And so status says, if you get this car, if you have this palatial home, if you have this stuff, if you can afford to get in here and others can't, if you can look down on other people, then that means, surely it means that you're wealthy. Surely it means that you're not like them. But remember, as I said before, the big diagnostic is if you constantly have a fear of losing it all. If when you get money, like my grandma and my mom used to say, it burns a hole in your pocket, then you are being duped by status instead of understanding the teachings of wisdom that leads you to wealth, prosperity, health, and long life. So what you, I would encourage you to do is to start to train yourself to maintain yourself on your lower status as you accumulate wealth and you'll never have to worry about it fleeting. Going back to that book, The Millionaire Next Door, uh, the premise was these are people who have a lot of money and they don't want for anything. And they usually live in the house they've had for a while and they are not deterred or they're not strung along by having the trappings of the rich. They don't need to have ostentatious outward appearances. But yes, they get the things they want. But it doesn't come at the detriment of putting them on this treadmill of status. And I'll tell you this part too. When it comes to status, it's tricky, I said. There are many people that don't have two pennies to rub together, but who revel in status. There are people out there that are trying to be the most conscious, the most woke, the most critical, the most um, adversarial, contrarian, the most happy, the most joyful, the most whatever. And you'll know that status is driving you because it has you in the deadliest of the finite games. And that's the zero sum game where you must win because to lose is to fail, is to not be worth anything. If you start to see the areas where people, yourself, influences, programming, television or otherwise are putting you in the vein that you don't have meaning or you don't have quality or you don't or you as a person aren't worth anything based on what you don't have, based on what you can't see. I mean, you can't produce. Then, yeah, that's possibly the trickster energy of uh, status. Too many times I see people that, that say this kind of thing, like, if you're not doing it, then I don't want to hear from you. And I shake my head and then sometimes I tisk because they're showing and they're broadcasting that they are status driven. Do you realize that some of the greatest people who have helped people to do things are teachers? And I'm not saying that you can't go with people who are doing it. Yes, but I'm saying that there is value in all of it. If there are teachers who uh, produce great results in people, but they can't do it, they're still worthy of it. And that means that those students, those people that go to them are not about status in the way that they're saying that, you know, um, I 
have, uh, I'm deserving to teach this because I do this. Because there are many people who cannot replicate what they do. They cannot teach it. They cannot pass it along. They cannot show it. And it doesn't work. So as my time is up, y'all, it really is. I'm going to just say this. You can't afford to be normal. You must be uh, extraordinary and you must root out all the areas where status is tricking you to find true wealth. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.